0: Kim knows nothing. Boop, boop, boop. Nope. I don't need you to do a sound every time. I know, but
1: it just, to be perfectly honest, it feels like the moment calls for it.
0: It doesn't. The moment does not call for it. Probably not. You're wrong. Yeah. Often mm-hmm. is the case. Yes. It's
1: not called Kim knows when to put in a sound effect with her mouth. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: don't talk about using your mouth to do things i regret it ever i regret it well i'm stacy and that's kim over there and i'm gonna share a true crime story with kim who knows nothing about true crime or most anything i'll tell you what happened What happened? I came in today with a little finger brace on. She's got one of those fingy splints on her finger. She looks like an idiot. And I I didn't say, oh, what happened? I literally laughed at her. You did, yeah. It was very mean. I mean, listen, Um, it's Kim. It's
1: not broken. I'm just
0: trying to protect it from hurting
1: more. Okay. I cracked my fingernail um, like more than halfway down, like off. Cracked my fingernail off
0: while tucking in a chair. Tucking in a chair into what? Like, behind- in, I just was tucking in a chair. It was like under, like pushing a chair into a table, like under. I was table. sitting on
1: the chair and I was pulling it in.
0: Okay. okay, so you're scooting in. I was scooting in a chair. Okay, and that's how it happened. And you cracked your nail. Yeah, but so why does that involve an entire finger splint? Well, it
1: doesn't. But I, what I was doing was because the nail is like just sort of. This is so gross. Everything we talk about on the show is gross. I don't know why I'm feeling like people should be concerned about this gross thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the nail is sort of still attached. Not like it's like a loose tooth. You're disgusting. And uh, it was bandaged. There's no other way to say this. It was bandaged just at the tip. Uh (laughs) And um, it was hurting worse and worse every single day. And so I put this on, had this lying around, as you do. And (laughs) um, now it like feels better just because I think I was hitting it accidentally on too much stuff. Right. And it's pretty painful.
0: How many Vicodin are you on right now? Zero. But I wish seven. Seven. Wow.
1: Anyway. That's that's quite the tale.
0: So the title, Kim Knows Nothing, is very real. (laughs) Wait. My question is, where were you tucking in said chair? Was it the Olive Garden? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was at the Olive Garden. Was this at home? No, I was just at a friend's house and was talking. Well, not at a house. I don't know why I just said
0: that. That was a lie.
1: Not at a house. A friend's. <laughs> I was at a friend's ga- gathering.
0: A friend's garage? Yeah. <laughs> I was in a friend's garage. I'm band. not believing any part of this story. You're, you're just, it, everything you're saying sounds like a lie. <laughs> I was at a gathering. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kim belongs to a cult.
1: <laughs> no. Listen, Ashtar is here to save us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's uh, that's just a story about how I know nothing. Good stuff. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um, <laughs> let's quickly talk about how we have a sponsor called Wink. Who's Wink? What is it? Wink
1: is that thing I like to do to you from across the room, and you hate
0: it. It's creepy.
1: Wink is also a wine delivery service. W-I-N-C. Wine, Inc. Wink. Wink. Um, personalizes a wine delivery for you. So you go to Wink.com, enter the promo code MURDS, M-U-R-D-S. For the last two episodes, I have definitely said Wink.com slash MURDS. That is incorrect. That's not a website. Don't <laughs> go there. <laughs> go to Really? you saying it wrong? Yeah, this whole time. Go to Wink.com sl- and enter the promo code MURDS and uh, you get 20 bucks off your first shipment, which is pretty sweet. Cool. Also, big news, Stacy. What? We're on Stitcher now. We As are on you Stitcher. you are
0: very familiar with. Yes. Um, there was some technical troubles and only like six episodes were on there and I was all like up in arms about it. Yeah. And then I was like contacting their tech support. We figured it out and now all of our episodes are available on Stitcher, which is cool because it's just another way that you can find us. hmm Stitcher's cool. We S- like them. Stitcher's cool. Wink is
1: cool. Yep. Stacy's cool. Kim hurt herself. Tucking in a chair at a gathering. Everything is normal. Everything. Let's is normal. get into this week's <laughs> crime.
0: Ooh, <laughs> 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 you suck.
1: <laughs> Good one, classics. Like
0: a classic. All right, so this week we're going to talk about something special. Ooh, we're going to so talk excited. about Scientology. Dope, really? Ever heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it, but <laughs> I don't really understand it, and I'm pumped. I was going to ask what you know about Scientology. So a minimal amount, a medium amount. Um, I saw Going
1: Clear. Yes. But I was at work while I was watching it. Right. Which I don't recommend. Right. Um, So I was only halfway paying attention. And I probably said I read the book, but I didn't. (laughs) Sometimes I say yes to that kind of stuff because I don't want to hear people tell me, oh, you got to. Oh, you gotta! So I just yeah. You've read it? Oh, you gotta! Oh, I got, I you that. got! I don't. Just Kim- I'll probably read it eventually. I don't want to hear whatever. Anyway, this is all I know about Scientologists. Yes, is that I used to live across the street from a house where they would host meetings, and what I know about them is sometimes when they walk out to their car, they're very loud, and it's really annoying. That's weird. It was. It's just like you know. I understand that you're excited to talk to each other about anything, but now it's one o'clock in the morning. Right. And, and you either, either don't talk loud or talk loud enough for me to hear. Because <laughs> now I'm, I'm interested and I right. can't hear anything. And I argue. feel you. Yeah. So Also, same goes to my neighbors. Right. I don't want to hear you, but if I'm going to hear you, at least talk at a volume where I can understand what you're saying and give you my thoughts.
0: Right. Or so that it becomes entertainment, you know? Yeah. You want to hear. Yes. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this, but last week on March 12th, uh, nope. Scientology... Launched a TV, they have their own network now. Are they hiring? <laughs> <laughs> there are jobs aplenty at Scientology. No, if thanks. you work in the TV and film industry, I've always <laughs> kind of want to work for them, <laughs> like infiltrate. Do um, it. But they have a channel that's now available on like DirecTV, Roku, Apple TV. What? I, I haven't heard about this. I at totally
1: all. watched it.
0: Of course, I, you I put in a couple hours of just watching. Wow! It's well, weird. that's because you do the research. I do the research. Okay, so um, this story, because the podcast, you know, we're true crime, true um, crime, yes. And you know how you say we're talking murders on the cast. Yeah, this which is, is so great. So great. Um, cults this, on the cast. Cults on the cast. This one is about a death um, that is actually the most notorious um, scandal in all of Scientology's history, essentially. So this is going to be... We're going to be talking about the death of a woman named Lisa McPherson in 1995. Oh. And when you're talking about the abuses at the hands of the Church of Scientology, this woman's name is is almost always going to come up um, because what happened was really awful. And Scientology... They, they essentially have blood on their hands for what happened here. So let's start by talking about what Scientology is, okay? Okay, I'm ready, because so, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so Scientology holds religion uh, status here in the United States, so it's tax-exempt. Oh, good for them. So, um, but in Or other, not, who knows? I mean, it is good for them. That's why they're worth a lot of money. But in other places like France, Belgium, Chile, and some other nations, it's actually classified as a dangerous cult. And in those countries where they're considered a cult... Um, they can't operate as a religion. They have to operate as a nonprofit instead. But they still oh. operate there. Yeah. So science fiction writer L. Ron Hubbard founded the Church of Scientology in 1952. <laughs> what do you think? Cool. What do you think? Have You've heard the name L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, of course. What do you think the L stands for? Lawrence. Lafayette. Oh, <laughs> Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. <laughs> he doesn't deserve the
1: first name Lawrence. No, he doesn't. Lawrence is is dignified. reserved for a dignified man with a beard.
0: Yes. And then one of the main beliefs of the church is that a person's soul is already damaged, and the goal of someone's life is to shed harmful memories to better themselves through a process called auditing. Have you heard of auditing? <laughs> no. Okay. Souls are damaged because the souls of 3.5 trillion aliens were banished to Earth by a warlord named Xenu.
1: That's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time, and nobody <laughs> listens to me.
0: <laughs> the aliens, called Thetans, were put into volcanoes and then destroyed by nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That okay. all makes sense. That all <laughs> makes sense. <laughs>
1: That's cheers for somebody finally speaking the truth. It checks out. Yeah. So
0: the stuff about Xenu and aliens is actually protected... Xenon? Warrior Princess? Xenu. Dang. X-E-N-U, Xenu. It's actually protected information that's revealed only to the highest level of Scientologists. So after you've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to attain the highest level that you can, <laughs> you are given this book that tells you... You're given this book that tells you the story of Xenu and the Thetans and the volcanoes. Can you like... You've been a Scientologist for
1: so long. Yeah. And you're, you're feeling this faith, and you're mm-hmm. excited, and you're feeling really good, and you're making all these great choices, and then you get up to the highest level. you paid all this money. You've spent so much time, and you've sacrificed so much, and then you get this book, and you're like, yes, going to crack this bad boy open. You get home. You pop open a black cherry fresca. You open the book, <laughs> and you're like, aliens?
0: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> wasted so much time <laughs> that's exactly that sucks. that's exactly what has happened to a lot of scientologists oh that sucks some of them go with it just because they're like well at this point i'm no, just, I'm just like in it at this back. point
1: yeah. oh man i'm um, not making fun of them i'm making just sucks
0: yeah it's 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 pretty sad actually because they they do prey on people that really are in need and there you know there is no like There's no science involved. It's called Scientology, but there's no science or anything. It's all – it's science fiction is really what it is. L. Ron Hubbard was a science fiction writer, and he made up a religion based on science fiction. That's what he did. Um, So um, he also invented something called the E-meter – which you might have heard about which is what mm. they use for their auditing sessions. So, Scientologists go through rigorous sessions of auditing. It's kind of like confessions. And it's like um it's like a device that has like a one of those like a meter that goes up and down essentially and you like hold the metal things and it's 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 um like electrodes are happening and it basically, as you're confessing to the person who's auditing you, it's showing you whether or not you're being truthful. This little meter that's bouncing back and forth, which is insane. Yeah. Um, Sounds right, though. Yeah, for sure. It's probably really accurate. I mean, by all accounts, it really is just like a spiritual tool. It's like, you know, it's symbolic. It doesn't measure anything. And studies have proven that. But this was something that L. Ron Hubbard invented himself, this e-meter, and it's something that um, Scientologists still use. Um, and the Scientologists are required to spend lots of money on hundreds of books written by founder L. Ron Hubbard. Um, and then they also spend hundreds of dollars on these auditing sessions in order to climb the ladder of spirituality and attain what's called clear so there is that. Set. Oh, going clear. Going clear. Right. And this process can take decades and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's awful. These books also that there's hundreds of books written by L. Ron Hubbard. And if you see, I've seen so many documentaries about Scientology, of course. Of course. Um, and you'll see people, they'll show you like I'm an ex-Scientologist and they'll, oh, they'll take you down into the basement where like the whole the whole room is just filled just stacked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. Jesus. They had to buy every single one of them. And then what happened was when they had when L. Ron Hubbard died and then the new leader, David Miscavige, came in, he decided those books weren't good enough. They had to go and redo all of those books. And now the Scientologists had to go and rebuy uh, all of these books. So essentially it's kind of like just give us all your money so you can buy your spiritual, yeah. you know, whatever. It's like when a school...
1: Like, college re-releases a different, they're like, well, it's 2018, you need our new version of this textbook, but it's (laughs) actually just slightly different, like, the font is different, and two pages have been
0: added, and you're like, cool, $75 later, I have a new book. Cool. That's exactly it. Um, and so, because of their tax exempt religious status and the amount of money that they forced their members to pay for books and classes, Scientology is said to be worth an estimated $1.75 billion. Get
1: the hell out of here. Seriously? Seriously. That's why I'm going to start
0: a religion. That's why they're, yes, the best way to make money is not to start a business, it's to start a religion. Okay. Not a nonprofit, a religion. <laughs>
1: Dang, I started a nonprofit. I should have started. That's a religion. not the best way. I messed Start up. I messed up big
0: time. <laughs> um, and like what I said earlier, and with locations in more than thirty nations around the world, they are they have a, quite a bit of power, and uh, yeah, they can do quite a bit of damage as well. They have a lot of money. Um, And so that means that also whenever they get in trouble or some kind of a legal scandal, they are able to hire the best attorneys and spend, they can throw so much money at trying to basically quiet somebody or to make a scandal go away. Dang. So um, one of the things that there's a lot of different things that the church is criticized for. The big one that we're going to talk about here that has to do with this story is um, the church's lack of belief in the field of psychiatry. And Mm -hmm. that's a big deal. Um, L. Ron Hubbard the sci-fi writer. He had published his famous book, Dianetics, in 1950, and he shopped it around in the medical field as an alternative to standard psychiatry. He thought if you do auditing sessions with the e-meter, that's better than going to a psychiatrist, getting medication, and seeking therapy and all that. Sounds right. He believed... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm on board with this guy so far. Right? Sounds yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um But Hubbard was essentially laughed out of the medical community and humiliated. Um, And so in turn, he decided, as the head of, he was beginning his religion already, um, he had decided to declare the entire medical community an enemy of the church. And to this day, if a Scientologist shows signs of mental illness, they refuse to take them to a psychiatrist. To this day, the American Medical Association is an enemy of the Church of Scientology. Because L. Ron Hubbard was laughed out of the medical community for his and st- stupid e-meter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's I'm why. Picturing it looking like something out of like like kind of like a proton pack where you're just kind of like hodgepodging something together except for a proton pack actually works. Yeah. Ghostbusters are real. Look it up. Yeah, obviously. But, um, and he just like rolls into a very serious office and these doctors <laughs> yeah. are like, no no that's not and real he, for some reason in my head he has like crazy hair and his shirt is like <laughs> disheveled and he has one shoe that's it's not untied but it's loose okay and uh they're just like no,
0: <laughs> no. come
1: back with, get fix yourself tie your shoe come back with something that works but in the meantime <laughs> this is not it and then he he gets into his like sweet pinto car yeah and he throws the little thing on the ground and he slams the door he turns the car on and he says fuck everybody (laughs) (laughs) i need that medical the entire medical community forever is is they're all garbage and then they were like okay Were you can hit a sound effect? Yeah. I was gonna hit this one. It doesn't really make any sense, but I just felt like it added something to the moment.
0: Um, that's an entirely accurate description of what happened. Cool. Um so so let's talk about our victim here, Lisa McPherson. Um, um, and it's gonna have to do with that lack of belief in the field of psychiatry, right? Okay. So Lisa was born February 10th, 1959 in Dallas, Texas. And she didn't exactly have an oh, idyllic childhood on oh, Texas. Kim loves Texas. I love Texas, Texas loves me. Go on. <laughs> so Lisa didn't exactly have an idyllic childhood. When she was 14 years old, her beloved brother Steve, who was 16, he killed himself with a gun. Oh man. And this was obviously traumatic to Lisa and her family. Her father 10 years later also committed suicide with a gun as well. Oh wow. So um and there were stories of abuse by a neighbor and, and other things um, just showing that Lisa had had just sort of a turbulent childhood. Um, but after high school, Lisa went to work at South- Southwestern Bell, the phone company, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember phones? Yeah. <laughs> Landline. Ugh. Ugh. Just phone calls in general. Just text
1: me what you want me to know. Yeah, why call? Just don't call me. Don't use, phone calls are for job offers only. <laughs> yes. And for grandmas. <laughs> grandmas and job offers. Yeah. And that's
0: it. That's it. Um, and bored
1: best friends. Yes. Yeah.
0: Can we talk? I'm just bored. Yeah. When she was working at the phone company at Southwestern Bell, um, her family later said that it was a supervisor who recruited her into Scientology. Uh oh. Uh oh. So Lisa took her first courses in 1982 when she was 23 and tried but failed to go clear in 1986. So remember going clear is that highest level of spiritual whateverness. When you find out about aliens. Exactly, when you find out about Xenu and all that dope stuff. Um, she took a staff job and married a member of the church. Um, and in 1989, she also committed herself to serving Scientology for a billion years. Whoa, impossible. S- signing up for the C Organization. So when you sign up for the Sea Org, I don't You've probably seen the, the videos of the people. It, look, it looks like they're in the Navy and they're on a ship. Oh, and yeah, they're all Scientologists. yeah. That's the Sea Org. I don't understand that, though. It's it has to do with Elron Hubbard and his um, military background and how oh, he loved yes. ships and being in the navy and whatever and so he's like I'm gonna model that and just it's all based on Elron Hubbard being a weird dude. you know what would
1: really <laughs> suck is what? if somebody uh <laughs> somebody goes and signs up to serve their country and serves in the navy and is incredibly heroic and spends all this time doing things that no, a lot of Americans are not brave enough to do. Mm-hmm. They come home, they fought for their country, they come back and they run into a childhood friend that they haven't seen in years. They don't know anything about this friend. This friend's like, how are you? What are you up to? And uh, this person says, I just got back, I was in the Navy. And this person's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> just like Elron Ron Hubbard. <laughs> They're like, no, fuck, no, I actually was in the Navy. Like, he's really just not giving them a good name.
0: Yes. (laughs) God. (laughs) Yeah, it's the Sea Org. Uh, It's just like the Navy, except it's a cult. (laughs) On a ship. Yeah, so not like the Navy at all. Not like the Navy. Um, But so when you join the Sea Org, you sign a billion-year contract, which is totally normal. Yeah, Um, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) And... (laughs) Um, so these people, they work on the ship long hours, and they they do get paid a salary of about like $50 a week. Oh, dope. Okay. For, you know, scrubbing toilets with toothbrushes and stuff like that. I've done more for less. Pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> so by 1994, Lisa had been divorced twice, and she had moved to Clearwater, Florida, which is a big Scientology city. So she went clear. She didn't go water. clear yet, but Clearwater... <laughs> Um, Ew. many of Scientology's business headquarters are located there. It's the kind of city where, if you say you live there or you're from there, people assume, like, oh, you must be a Scientologist, it's like Celebration kind of Florida. Yeah, like, oh, you must be Mickey At Mouse, Disney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, you must be Mickey Mouse. All these cities are in Florida Clearwater, Florida, Celebration. I know Florida. somebody
1: from Celebration Florida. Okay, cool. All right. So uh,
0: still, she'd been trying to go clear, though. This hadn't happened yet. Um, but her association with what are called suppressives was keeping her from that. So a suppressive is somebody that Scientology considers um, someone basically who would criticize Scientology. So if I knew a Scientologist, I, to them, would be a suppressive because I say Scientology is a load of crap. Mm-hmm. So I would be a suppressive. Um, so they, the church was telling her, well, you're associated with suppressives, suppressive uh. people or an S.P., And so that was keeping her from going clear. And so let me add at this point also that not only are you not supposed to associate with suppressive people, but you're not supposed to even look up anything about Scientology, read the news, look up anything. What? So when you hear that somebody... Finally left Scientology because they literally Googled Scientology. That is real. Seriously? Seriously. They're not allowed to look up anything because by looking something up, you might read something that's criticizing the church. So you are not allowed to look it up. How do they know about it? How does other people
1: like turn you in?
0: Uh, Yeah, you start questioning the church. They know because you do these auditing sessions, right? Oh, yeah. And your little um, proton pack tells you. Exactly. And it gets to the point where sometimes people have gone in and they'll do so many auditing sessions. Some people spend like eight hours a day every day studying and doing classes and doing auditing and spending hundreds of dollars. And you're supposed to like spill your guts to these people and tell them every sick thing that you've ever done or every bad memory and you're supposed to purge it right it sounds kind of interesting when you think about like oh i have demons that haunt me like Oh, like, you know, something, my dad died when I was a kid or whatever. And you get yeah. to talk about this. And the idea is you get it out of you. Right. And you're, you're clearing this from your body. Right. Mm-hmm. But once it gets to the oh, point going where you clear, yeah, you, you, you <laughs> yeah, you become, you essentially get rid of all the demons that live inside of you. Okay. And so, but for some people, it gets to the point where you've done so many auditing sessions that you've literally run out of stories. You start making You do. Stuff people up. do. They start Seriously? lying. Yes. Wow. Because they don't believe that you don't still have demons inside of you until you Gone clear, of course. Wow. So, in these auditing sessions, like if you have, you know, looked up something about Scientology right? And you're going to start questioning it. They'll, you'll find out because you are in constant communication with the church. They're watching you. They're listening to you. So yeah, people literally do not Google Scientology. And then if they do, they'll see the first thing that comes up is like, Scientology kills people or whatever. <laughs> and then they're like, oh no. Well, I watched something about, um, it's Leah Remini has that show about Scientology. Yeah. Um, Annie, I like so, her. Yeah. She's, she's badass. Yeah. Um, but there was somebody that she interviewed who was like, I just wanted to look up Scientology because all they do is tell us all the great things they do in the world. They're saving lives, they're giving to the poor, they're feeding people, they're they're solving homeless, you know, problems and whatever. And she wanted to just look up more information on how great Scientology is. Totally. And by doing so, she discovered how bad Scientology oh, is and how they're not no. doing any of that. There is no evidence that they're clothing people or feeding people. That's a bummer. Or doing anything else. Do you at think all? Elizabeth Moss has ever just there's a, lot of, there's a lot of Scientologists that I, I don't understand how they're still in their religion. I think that there is a level that you can maintain where you you don't have to think about all the bad things that Scientology is responsible for. It's
1: just a bummer to see her in a show like Handmaid's Tale. I know. And then to be
0: well, yeah, whatever. Pardon. I don't want to yeah. judge. She any. was raised in it too, just like yeah. Lee Rimini as well. And so when you're raised in it, it's harder, I think, for those people to question it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Lisa. Lisa McPherson, she was trying so hard to go clear. Later, tax records showed that she had spent, just in one year, $55,000 on Scientology Damn. courses. Just one year. $55,000. Dang. Just on courses. That's not even like food or you're not getting anything, except it's just like, Gosh. it's just reading these books and taking these classes. And um, I wish I had $50,000 to spend on a religion. Here's what happens is that you think you don't, but they'll get it out of you. So even if you're like some, like, you're just going to be, all of your paychecks are going to go to Scientology, essentially. Damn. And when you look at it over the span of time, you'll be like, oh, wow, I really did spend that much. Although, to be fair, I spend a lot of money on flat whites at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, so just take that amount of money, put that into Scientology. That's 55 grand
1: a year, I would say. I don't know. It's flat white with almond milk, and that's a grande, so... <laughs> Granted. Granted. Fact, factor all that in.
0: <laughs> so on September 7th, 1995. God, I'm the worst. <laughs> on. So on September 7th, 1995, Lisa finally did go clear, as they say. And she had attained that final stage of Scientology's crazy ladder, meaning she was given that book about Xenu. And I don't know what she mm-hmm. thought about that. She probably was like, oh, bummer. Well, here Should it is. She some flat whites. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to describe to you what the church of scientology says about the state of going clear okay because okay. what's going to happen to her in literally weeks after this is really oh, sad shit. but so okay. for someone who goes clear that's supposed to be the ultimate right you're supposed to be like a perfect being and you're you're cleared of all your demons So Scientology says, quote, Clear is the name of a state achieved through auditing and describes a being who no longer has his own reactive mind, the hidden source of irrational behavior, unreasonable fears, upsets, and insecurities. Without a reactive mind, individuals regain their basic personality, self-determinism, and in essence become much, much more themselves. Oh, gross. The full glory of the state of clear has no con... "...has no comparable description in any writings existing in our culture. It is a goal man has dreamed of achieving for more than 2,500 years. Yet the state of clear is far above anything anyone even conceived of previously. Indeed, that one could become something far higher and better than a human being, personally and in a single lifetime, is a brand new concept." The state of, of clear does exist today and is attainable by all. Thousands upon thousands of Scientologists all over the world are clear and more achieve this state with every passing day, end quote. That's a long one. That's a long one.
1: Yeah. Seven seconds.
0: <laughs> so, so essentially the reason I, I read that is just because, um, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to mock people that are Scientologists and they no, believe that. No, absolutely not. No. That's um, totally not what we're doing right but now. But the idea is that if you have gone clear, that means you're basically like this fully formed being who's free of all the burdens that your everyday person has, right? Um, but essentially what happens It sound fun because it's not like a... you're. you're what is your life? Yeah, now your life it's is just,
1: just kind of like a robotic state. Yeah, you're just floating
0: like. through life with yeah. not no, nothing to worry about. Um so, but what happened with Lisa is that she um just a few weeks after attaining that clear state was going to have a psychological break. Oh god. So And it's difficult to explain exactly why it happened. Remember, she had kind of the turbulent childhood. You know, she'd obviously put so much money into Scientology. um, And she had tried many different times to go clear, and it wasn't happening for her. Um, But by mid-October, remember, she went clear September 7th. By mid-October, church records show that officials had declared her a liability to Scientology. Um, she had been working for a company that was a front for Scientology called AMC Publishing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and she was not meeting her sales quota, and the church was very unhappy with her. Um, and they put her on a list of people that they were basically watching and they were worried about. Hey, sales is hard.
1: Not for not ever, No, not ever. <laughs> uh, what I was about to say, is not everyone can be a born
0: salesperson <laughs> like me. <laughs> so she had gone clear in September, but she's having trouble meeting her sales quota in October. And now the church is questioning her and putting her on a list of people to watch then, by November of 1995, Lisa's acting really bizarre. At a business conference in Orlando, she insisted to strangers that they had to read L. Ron Hubbard's Dianetics. She interrogated a coworker about suppressive people. She, um, she woke up a colleague in the middle of the night, just ranting and raving about something going on on this planet, and I don't know what about. And then... Um, when the uh, the coworker woke up at seven a.m., this person found her still in the bathroom reading um, L. Ron Hubbard's books, and she looked like hell, is what they said. Oh man! So she's having this like psychological break essentially. Yeah. But she's just gone clear. Isn't that supposed to be the state of like the ultimate everybody has yeah. to attain this, right? So so what's her problem? Something else. Get was going- yourself together. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Right. It just I I just think it shows just like. That this religion or whatever, they're stating that the end goal is to become clear and that you're so perfect at this point. But meanwhile, this person had some kind of a mental illness that was going completely unacknowledged yeah. and not being treated at all. And now she's going to have this full break. It's because psychiatry is a myth. That's right. That's right. So on November 18th, Lisa got into a minor car accident. She wasn't hurt, but she got out of the car and started stripping off her clothes in the street whoa yeah. so paramedics showed up and she asked was just her, straight
1: up like well can we take this top off
0: yeah wow. and the paramedics the paramedics showed up and asked what she was doing and she just said i need help so that's heartbreaking it really is so she was admitted to a hospital after medics expressed concern for her mental health obviously good for them shortly after her arrival though members of the church of scientology came to the hospital who was the um doctor uncle you? No, I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, I just um, I just finished my ER rewatch, so I'm chief of staff. So oh, got i just it. was just curious if I had admitting <laughs> privileges. Maybe I knew them. Um, I don't know. Maybe Doctor Corday, perhaps uh, Doctor Lockhart.
0: Well, no, oh, I don't know okay. who it was because okay. the Church of Scientology came, and according to the hospital, she was allowed to be checked out by the Church of Scientology against medical advice. And Halle to leave- would never let that happen.
1: No she should have been in it's too bad she wasn't in chicago that's where er takes place i didn't even know that actually and i've seen what i only watched er as a child oh my gosh it's so good kim's corner um look (laughs) er is so good (laughs) it's so good it completely revolutionized television did it yes okay um a lot of the way, like, the, the walk-in talks and the cam and showing ceilings and the lighting, and it's very, it's completely different. Also, casting, on point. Also, get, like, whoever was actually casting the show, casting those guest stars. Yeah. Like, everybody was in ER. Yeah. It's pretty great. Stanley Tucci was in ER. Right. So that's cool. It was on for so long. It was on for 15 years, and it still was so good. (laughs) So good. And then, let me just tell you. Yeah. This was, because I just finished last night. Okay. And, um because I was a Warner Brothers tour guide, not to brag, (laughs) but the last shot, because they shot at Warner Brothers. Right. And uh, they have a, the ambulance bay was was a set that you could see and they had like the L track was up there. It was just a little piece of it. And they have this really cool shot where at the very end, like all these ambulances are rolling in and they're pulling back and you're seeing Chicago. But for the first time, you're seeing like the height of the hospital and a train rolls by and the skyline of Chicago. And it's all... Um, digital. I tried to say last night. I was like, "No, they built it." <laughs> now it's like all digital, but it looks so freaking cool, and it just made me really excited. That was really cool. The show was really good. <laughs> Casting was great. Watch ER. It's just good.
0: You gotta watch it. Okay.
1: Want to watch it again? <laughs> and that's the end of Kim's corner. Watch ER.
0: So if they if they had brought Lisa to this hospital, the ER hospital, they wouldn't have let the Scientologist take her away. It would have been a fight. Okay, it would have been a big fight. That's what I would have. And I want
1: to say a special shout out to Hulu for putting E.R. up on here. <laughs> Good All way. the episodes are available on Hulu. Cannot recommend it enough. Good stuff. End of Kim's Corner. <laughs> You're a crazy person. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I've got a real... thing I'm, like, I'm most, most passionate about in my entire life is ER, apparently. It is
0: relevant because this does have to do with medical treatment and care. Yeah. And a person's right to refuse medical treatment. That's the other part of it. Yeah. So these people, the Scientologists came in and said, we're taking her. We're going to take care of her. And the doctors, they can't forcibly keep somebody in a hospital. That's not within their... Their yeah. rights, which is good, but but not also in this unfortunate. Case. Yeah. So, Lisa was taken um, to a hotel called the Fort Harrison Hotel, which was basically run by Scientology. She was taken to room one seven four. This is in Clearwater, Florida, still. And the Scientologists who were in charge of her care were instructed not to speak to her during this time. Oh, that sucks. And she would remain under Scientology care for seventeen days. And on that last day, she oh, was no. dead. Wow. So we're going to get into what happened to her. Why don't we take a quick little ad break? Okay. This show is sponsored
1: by Wink. Um, Wink, Stacy. Yeah. You know how sometimes when I'm walking, I trip a little bit, but then pretend like I'm running. Every time. Because I'm not smart. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Wink is a wine delivery service for people that are smart. And people that are like me. Ah. Um, less less so. You're different. You're special. Yeah. <laughs> special <laughs> so uh, Wink is, a, is really cool. It's a personalized wine delivery service. What you do is you go online to Wink, W-I-N-C. If you put a K, it'll just bring you to a website, I assume, where people are creeping you out. Uh, go to winc.com com and you can um, answer a survey. It's like six questions that'll ask you things like, hey, do you... Like dark chocolate. Do you like dark chocolate? I love it. Cool. Do you like bluebs? That's blueberries. uh, No, I do not. I hate them. (laughs) So it'll, it'll, um, you answer these six questions and then it'll put together a box of wine specifically for you. And it's cool wines, wines that you probably don't see in the grocery store. That's cool. Um, yeah. So it's neat. Go to wink.com, enter promo code MURDS, M-U-R-D-S.
0: MURDS like for murders.
1: Yeah. MURDS on the discount. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. No one will murder you if you enter that promo code, but you'll get 20 bucks off your first shipment. I did it. It was very cool. And the shipping is covered by Wink, so you don't have to worry about that. You're just paying for the wine, which is cool.
0: And we're back.
1: Oh, here I am. We were gone for like six
0: and a half hours. Yeah, that was weird. We went on a hike. Yeah. Yeah. That eclipse was cool. What? What? I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like you just... It's like, what's it called, where you just stream of consciousness, you just say things. (laughs) It's like when a
1: little kid is first learning how to put together sentences. Yeah. That's me. Just gibberish.
0: So what exactly happened to Lisa McPherson during those 17 days? Um, You tell me. We have a general idea, but the Church of Scientology went to the effort of destroying documents that would um, show exactly what happened. So um, later on, you know, the medical examiner and investigators would have to piece it together, um, as much as they could. So, um, but her official cause of death initially was a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot in the lungs and dehydration. Uh Um, at the time of her traffic accident, remember that's how this all got started on on November 18th. Lisa weighed around 150 pounds. And at the time of her death on December 5th, she was 108 pounds. Oh man. So upon autopsy, it was clear that Lisa was severely dehydrated and had not had water in more than five days. And there's photos, there are her autopsy photos available online. You can see them and she just go looks, look? of course I did. She looks, <laughs> I mean, she looks very sick and she looks dehydrated. Like you could see that in her face, you know, it's really sad. It's really sad. Um, but part of what L. Ron Hubbard, his original teachings, um, they included a process known as introspection rundown, which is a way of treating a psychotic break without medical intervention. And it involves isolating the individual and not speaking to them. So that's essentially what they were doing. It's this religious practice of introspection rundown. Um, so this is kind of like disturbing, like it was, um, Lisa was under 24-hour care by a variety of Scientologists, including one girl who was just 17 years old. Jeez. Like, these poor people work for the church, and they're making, like, like, pennies an hour, and they're underage and whatever, and they're having to witness this, this woman dying, essentially. Yeah. Um, and remember, they're not allowed to talk to her. So, I mean, how weird is that, right? That's got to really
1: mess with them, too. Oh,
0: for sure. So Sunday night, December 3rd, 1995, a woman named Laura watched as Lisa, who at this point could no longer stand or get around the hotel room on her own. She was lying flat on the floor, face down, and her hips began to move. Now, this is weird. So Lisa was moving as if she was having sex with someone. She was kissing the floor and grinding her pelvis on it. And Whoa. then Lisa turned from the floor and began to masturbate. So she's doing, she's doing these weird, bizarre yeah. sexual behaviors. And somehow she's being deprived of food and water as well. No one's talking to her. And she's Jeez. clearly having some kind of a psychotic episode. Yeah. Um, and these people, all they could do is just stand there and watch or walk away. Because some people were, some of these Scientologists would see what was happening and go into a corner and, like, just cry it out because it was so upsetting for them to watch. Yeah. Um, On the night of December 4th... um, this woman, Laura, she uh, who was watching Lisa, she told Janice Johnson, the chief Janice medical Joplin? officer. J- Janice Joplin, the <laughs> chief medical officer. Oh, cool. Good um, that Lisa was looking bad and perhaps needed an IV to get fluids into her. So this woman, Laura, who was... She knows about doctors. She she was trained to be a doctor, actually. Um, she wasn't a doctor, but she had medical training. And so this was a rare admission by a Scientologist um, to, to actually say, I think she needs a real doctor. Like, not just locking her in a room and not talking to her kind of thing um and by this time lisa appeared septic meaning she had a blood infection and she'd lost control of like her bowels and she was just like so yeah is not a pretty situation no and this was freaking people out they were just like this is not cool she's dying and like i said before one woman assigned to mcpherson's room broke down sat in a corner and cried i mean because for those that you know I, it was really difficult for all of those people, like you said. Yeah. Um, but her watchers, these people watching her, they did decide it would be best if a McPherson were treated by a doctor. But of course, it has to be a Scientology doctor, right? Naturally. So they bring in a That's man. who you trust in he, this moment? Of course. Yeah. So they bring in um, a, a man named David Minkoff, who worked in the emergency room at the Newport Ritchie Hospital. Minkoff had earlier prescribed Valium for McPherson without even seeing her. Um, Sounds legit. But she never got the Valium. Staffers told investigators that they, um, they were afraid any drug might interfe- interfere with future auditing sessions. Jeez. So they're not going to give her Valium. So instead, they loaded aspirin and Benadryl into a syringe and forced it down her throat. Oh my gosh. And McPherson's uh, case supervisor, whatever that is, some Scientologist, believed that the aspirin might assist in blocking Lisa's formation of mental images. Um, that is incorrect. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What kind of science, what kind of like medical information do these people have? This is not
1: how we're training doctors at Cook County. That's for damn sure. (laughs) ER. Hashtag ER.
0: (laughs) So the Scientologist injected Lisa with magnesium chloride and gave her the sedative chloral hydrate. Both substances, um, they were endorsed by L. Ron Hubbard. Um, but by December 1st, she was so dehydrated that she needed two liters of fluid. And by December 5th, she couldn't walk. She'd been lapsing in and out of consciousness, barely moving. Then they decided that um, she might need an antibiotic if she has an infection, right? So Minkoff, the doctor, says he refused and advised that the patient just be taken to the nearest hospital. But um, someone else said, well, Lisa's not that sick. Let's just take her to, remember I mentioned Newport Ritchie, 24 miles away. Let's take her there instead. So let's do the long drive. Oh, Instead of taking her to the nearest ER. Don't um, do that. And on the trip, um, Lisa's breathing became heavy and labored. And she was loaded into a wheelchair. And they brought her into the hospital. And everybody was really shocked by how horrific her appearance looked. Because she'd lost like 40 pounds or whatever and looked awful. Yeah. Um, And they were wheeling her in. But she was pronounced dead on arrival. Oh. And they say that she had probably been comatose like... You know, at least 24 hours, even before that. Ugh. So essentially, you know, this whole idea of you know, let's not uh, provide any psychiatric care. Let's lock her in a room um, and not talk to her. And they they claim that they tried to feed her and give her water, but she was refusing it. I. have oh. But still, it's like that's when you hook up an IV, dummies. Yeah, and also. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's like weird. Who's to say whether she was refusing it or.
0: Exactly. That, these Scientologists who later are going to admit, I'll tell you later, that, okay, they, did, cool. that they destroyed documents yeah. that, that documented what happened, you know? So she died at the age of 36 and the public was like wow. obviously um, really upset at what had happened and Scientology, the Church of Scientology um, fell under extreme scrutiny Obviously. So remember bummer, this is bummer. this is nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Tough times for them, you know? Tough but when <laughs> but when asked, the church said Jeez. at first they said um there was no religious service involved in Lisa's treatment. She was simply a guest at the Fort Harrison Hotel enjoying rest and relaxation. <laughs> Which is like, really <laughs> people? Bullshit. Are you insane? <laughs> like so she was just enjoying rest and relaxation. It's so ridiculous. Everyone calm down. Everyone just get real. So nearly a year after her death, in 1997, the state attorney charged the Church of Scientology with two felonies, um, practicing medicine without a license and abuse of a disabled adult. Um, the church tried to defend themselves by saying that their method was not criminal negligence. Rather, now they're going to say it was a religious method, which is protected, right? Oh, so you can commit yeah. any kind of crime if it's part of your religion, which that's, is true. That's, that's so they're trying to use that rough. as a protection, right? Um and that introspective. about unlawful rundown, imprisonment. It doesn't matter. Scientology still uses that as their defense because oh. they do they do that. They lock people up in their compound out in Hemet and they lock people there against their will and nothing Jeez. can be done about it because they're a religion. Because The second that Scientology loses its religious status, they will come completely crumbling down because any kind of abuse that they put on somebody, it can be protected by religion or somebody saying like, these people signed up for this. These are their religious beliefs. Yeah, they locked me in a room and didn't let me eat or drink or whatever, but that's our religious practice. You agreed to it. That's your religion. It's protected. It becomes this really dangerous territory where it's really hard to prosecute. Yikes. These people. Be- it, once they lose their religious status, that all goes away and they go down 100%. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were charged in 1997, but the charges were dropped in June of 2000 after prosecutors blamed um, the medical examiner named Joan Wood for mishandling their case. Um, what she had done is that she, the original cause of death um, was the pulmonary embolism, but then she had changed it to an accident. Um Gone from that new report was the original oh. reference to the bed rest and dehydration. Um, and would uh, the medical examiner trace the death to a blood clot behind Mc- McPherson's knee. But she lists McPherson's psychosis and a minor auto accident as major factors, basically saying that it was an accident. Wow. And so because that happened, um, the charges were dropped. And essentially, that's... Uh, ridiculous. Yes. But I got a thing for it. Ugh, you suck! Yeah. yeah. And years later, a former Scientology member named Mark Rathburn would admit that Scientology influenced Joan Wood, the medical examiner, um, her ruling of it, the death being an accident by bribing her lawyer with Super Bowl tickets and other gifts. That's heinous. <laughs> Insane, right? That's
1: completely disgusting. They
0: have so much money and power that they really can bribe and buy their way out of stuff. You know what? <laughs> they can't buy me. Well, I think everyone has a price. I think that they should try. <laughs> I'm happy to see them try. Ten bucks, Kim. Ten bucks. Oh, questionable. <laughs> so in two thousand one, doctor. Have some
1: fucking integrity, geezers. I know. I know. I understand that money people need money. That's very serious. I'm not trying to make a joke about that, but yeah, ha- like f- really honestly, I know. Have some fucking integrity for once this woman died at least be not willing to be bought with super bowl tickets so that you can say what really happened She's right a freaking family like
0: it's all very it's infuriating off, just i think yeah. that's also why scientology is so fascinating to me is because they're still a religion like yeah. how are they still a religion after all of this stuff this is just the biggest most notable one but there are There are like literally dozens of other people that have committed suicide or been killed by the Church of Scientology or committed suicide because, and it's been blamed, blamed as a suicide or said it was a suicide, but they killed them or they drove them to suicide or whatever. Jeez. Splitting families up, the whole disassociation from your family members and all that stuff, whatever. Anyways. So, so in 2001, that doctor, Dr. David Minkoff, he had his license suspended for one year which seems like a good punishment, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so he really learned his lesson, apparently, and he was fined ten thousand dollars for prescribing medicine to Lisa at the request of her caretakers without ever even even having seen her. Jeez. So that was a problem. But in two thousand four, a civil suit was won, and the settlement remains undisclosed. Um, and um, it was a settlement that went to the estate of Lisa. So something did happen where they got, but we, you know, it's all like sealed, which yeah. I think is frustrating. Yeah. Um, And we won't know what what that was. Um, But years later in 2009, Mark Rathburn, that guy that I mentioned before, um, a former member of Scientology, admitted that he had instructed the church to destroy files related to that case. Um, Jeez. And in 2012, another former member said um, he had seen documents indicating that $20 million had been spent in their defense against the charges regarding Lisa McPherson. So... If Scientology is accused of killing somebody, they're gonna spend twenty million dollars to make sure that accusation goes away. That's walking around money. It is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and to wrap this one out, um, the Church of Scientology—they learned, wiki, wiki. they learned from their mistake. Oh, good for them! So they decided to protect themselves from getting into trouble like this. Oh, in the that future. mistake. Oh, yeah. not the death
1: mistake. Okay, cool, no, cool, no, cool, no. Cool,
0: cool. They learned that their mistake was um, that they're never gonna allow anyone to sue them again. So oh they had okay. smart. Any new members of Scientology must sign a release that states that a Scientologist who enters into any new form of treatment understands that Scientology is a religion and not a medical treatment facility. It also states that if a Scientologist is placed into a psych ward, the Church will be allowed to intervene on their behalf and place them into the care of other Scientologists. It explicitly guarantees that the signee will not sue the Church in the event of death or injury. Oh. So meaning, yeah, you sign up for this religion and if you if we kill you on accident, whoops, sorry, you can't sue us. Shut up about it. <laughs> Essentially. Goodness. So what do you think about that one? Kimberly. It's a a real bummer. <laughs> it really
1: is. Yes. Um, I have a couple final thoughts. Please. Um one the Navy and the Sea Org are different. They're different. <laughs> they're different things. So when your friend comes back after serving their country in the Navy, don't yeah. say, oh, like L. Ron Hub- Hubbard. Like the Sea Org? Yeah, because that's not that. cool. It's not dude. cool. No. Um, also, psychiatry is real. Yeah. Yes. And, <laughs> and it should be easier to be accessed by every single person that needs it here in America. And so if you're... Religion is telling you that you don't need it, that they're wrong. The religion is wrong. So right. Don't join them. <laughs> um, and also, like, want to double down on something that you said and I backed up on, which is we're not making fun of people that are Scientologists. No. Who are definitely not listening to this podcast. For sure. <laughs> and uh, I don't think. Nor are you making fun of people that were were Scientologists and got out. Right. good for you. We're just more making, I mean. The the Scientology Making fun of it's those. ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. what they've gotten. But women. you're not ridiculous if you were a member. And we're happy you got out. Right. Safely.
0: And there are many religions that don't believe in medical intervention.
1: And those you know religions I don't know enough about them to say anything.
0: Right. At like Christian large. scientists, you
1: know. Yeah. And I think it's... psychiatry is super, super important and can't be understated.
0: For sure. That can't be overstated. It can't be
1: should not be understated. I can't overstate how important they under are. over bridge. <laughs> but, and I think it's super cool to be a part of a religion to have faith. I think yeah that that's great. Yeah, and, of course. I know that a lot of people it's helpful to them to yeah. uh, to rely on that. Yeah, but um, you know, but this is not you have situations like this where it <laughs> it kills people. Right. Not that. That's different than helping. It is. <laughs> How do you find us on social media? Um, you pick up the phone from which you are listening. A you, rotary landline. Yes. <laughs> you, uh, you press the home button or something if your phone doesn't have that. And uh, then you go to the internet and you go to kimknowsnothing.com. Mm-hmm. Just uh, right over there. Kimknowsnothing.com. Also yeah. at Kim Knows Nothing on Facebook? You know about Facebook? I've heard of it. Go to Russia? They know about <laughs> Facebook. Um, Twitter? Russia knows about Twitter too. Russia? They don't know about Instagram out there. They're listening to us, right? Now. I'm happy for them. <laughs> Good for them. Good for them. Um, the more listeners the better. Go to f- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to not going to say no to a listener. Um, Russian or not. Yeah. Uh, we are at Kim does nothing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'll have links to lots of other stuff. So come on over. It's a real good time.
0: Thanks for listening. Stacey, how do you um, rate us? Oh, yeah. Personally
1: and as a podcast.
0: If you, okay, I don't actually know how to rate us in all podcast apps, but I do know that if you're using an iPhone and you're listening through iTunes and the podcast app, all you got to do is tap those stars. Yeah. You know, just tap five stars. If you're Mm going to tap one star, just think really hard before you do it. Just really think. Yeah, think think about our feelings. Really think about it. Yeah. Think about how nice we are. (laughs) How nice Stacy is. How oh, nice I am.
1: <laughs> um, the ratings mean so much to us. They do. Because and I just today got a text from a friend that her co-worker loves the show, was listening to it, and yes. it was the most exciting thing. Yes, it was great. It, we read every single one of them. We're super, super pumped. So
0: We love yeah. to hear that you're listening, that you like us, and that you're telling your friends. That's uh, cool. We love it. That's cool. Yeah. We want to be cool. We want to be with it. We want to be hip. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm hip.
1: I have tattoos. <laughs>
0: She also has a finger splint.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm hip and unhip. But uh,
0: but yeah, we love it. We love those. We love you guys. Thanks for listening, Thank and you. we'll catch you in two weeks. Catch you on the flippity flop. Bye. Bye.